Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Brace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. This episode, the guys grade the NFL draft and break down which teams raised up to the next level or still have us wondering what is going on. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, good to be back. Uh, first time uh, doing this since draft, the first round of the draft. So it's Tuesday. Lots happened since then. Got a lot to get to. Going to recap the draft a little bit, talk about, make some, do some hot or not, some bold takes about the NFL post-draft. And then also NBA playoffs raging on. We've both been right about some things and wrong about some things. Uh, Absolutely. Man, my NBA playoff, I say we, my NBA playoff uh, predictions haven't been great. But then again, you're a Wolves in the conference finals bet. Also looking pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, how, how you doing? How are you feeling about everything? Uh, I mean, the NBA playoffs, I, I, I am happy that the NBA playoffs was entertaining. The Wolves series was very entertaining. I'm guessing we're starting with that. Um, I would like to say that you did call, you did call about Cat that he should not be the number one no more, that it's Ant's team. Um, but I did feel like that series did prove that it was still Cat's team, but now everyone agrees that's no longer his team and that Ant's the number one. I would still so, be very happy with this year if I was you. I, was- oh, I, am. I was about to say, last episode, I was very, I, I was explaining how happy I was because I think I was already starting to settle into reality a little faster in that episode when it was 3-2, I think, at the time yeah. before the series ended. So, yeah, that's what ended up happening with that. Um so yeah, yeah. NBA playoffs, man. Um, it's kind of been crazy, but it's also not. So I guess wasn't it on draft night that, or was it the next day that they ruled and beat out? For... I think it was four, actually. It was early. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because so like I think we both said during draft night, like obviously if Embiid doesn't come back, the Sixers have no chance. I feel like that series would be the quickest to recap, like. They're outmatched if they don't get a feedback. He might come back for like later in the series, which would be great. But I picked the Sixers to win that series. And it's not looking good, especially if he doesn't come back because they just don't have enough without him. Yeah. And I was about to say, uh, I'm really liking that heat take right now. Um, it's coming together. It's, I'm not saying it's, it was, it's now more likely that Embiid's not playing these first couple of games because I guess they say that he could be back three or four. But in my opinion, whether he in within those first three or four games, I can see the heat getting the potential sweep. So before that, you know, before that, if you would have told me before this injury, you know, the heat will win in four games, I would have been like, no, not, not, not at all. But now after this injury, I'm going to be obvious. I'm definitely leaning more towards, it's probably going to be a sweep here in four. So yeah, so we'll definitely see what happens with that, but I'm not feeling confident in my Sixers pick that I wasn't very confident when I made, but I still uh, – so the other Eastern series to me is more interesting. If Embiid comes back, that obviously changes things. But I don't remember – well, I picked Brooklyn to beat Boston, which was I was dead wrong about – badly, badly wrong about that. But I did say – I remember when we were talking about this. I still feel like Milwaukee can, can give them even without Middleton. And the Bucs, they're about to play – they're playing game two right now, actually, I think. Bucks rolled them in game one. Giannis just, Giannis is just on another level. 
Yeah, I mean, we were saying it before that uh, Giannis is the hurdle of the East, a hurdle that I think uh, this might be the year the Heat can overcome. But uh, Giannis, they were saying earlier, uh, I was watching some shows, man, and they were saying it's crazy how Giannis got a triple-double game one, and it was like a 20-point triple-double, and everyone was like, he could have definitely put up like a 30-point triple-double that game. they They pulled him out, and it was just that, like the game was that over. It was like, it's... I mean, the number one defense versus a Giannis, and right now Giannis won. <laughs> right now Giannis won. So. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, as I just now look at my phone, which I should have done before, uh, the Celtics are up 65 to 40 at the half. So it's looking like it's probably going to be 1 1. That's going to be an interesting series. Jalen Brown had 25 in the first half. So. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. I think that might be a long series. Um, but, man, Giannis is still just insane. Um, so I still kind of like the Bucs, even though they're getting rolled right now. But we'll see what happens. I think that should be a good one. Yeah, I was about to say, we probably, I feel like it's still going six. I wasn't predicting a clean sweep over or anything. So Yeah. So out west, I uh, feel like things have moved to be a little bit more predictable. Um Luca had a ridiculous game last night. Luca is amazing. Uh, I guess that'll be what I'll start with. He's just, he had, what do you have, like 45, 12, and 8 last night, and they still lost? Yeah, it was like a 45-point game. It was insane. He's tied with Michael Jordan for the most career playoff points per game in NBA history. Like, he's unreal. But I still don't think, like, the Mavs have to get a, a, another star or – they're going to waste him. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Um, like, during the Jazz series, we were, we, were t- we were expecting that, you know, they would have enough power with Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie because while Luka was gone, those were the guys that stepped up. <laughs> Where were they? I mean, like, did they show up? I don't have the stat or anything by me, but it felt like, like you said, if you have Luka putting up 45 points, kind of asking the question of where was the other guys you know where's the other stat lines that we're talking about here for this game this is saw Devin I saw all the Devin Booker stuff I saw that Chris Ball was only played nine minutes I don't know what it happened like, uh, seems like Devin Booker is uh, I guess he's fine now he was pretty dang good <laughs> yeah I was about to say I don't think uh, I don't think we have any more questions about his I think it was his hamstring or thigh so yeah. that's out of the question now he looks a-okay so Back to the Mavs, though, Luca and, and them, it's like we saw Luca put up, like you said, 45 points, and that, that's a lot. <laughs> so, I just like you said, he needs help. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll be interested to see. I bet the Mavs will get, like, at least a game or maybe even two games just because of Luca. Like, they'll get, I think they'll get at least two games because Luca's crazy, but Suns are definitely better. Um, I still feel like we're on that crash course to the Suns-Warriors Conference Finals. Uh, the Warriors-Grizzlies game, I mean, we can shift to that. That was crazy, down to the wire. But the, the Grizzlies had to get that one. They can't – they already lost home court after the first game. I just feel like the Warriors are too experienced, too veteran. So I don't have much hope for Memphis in that series. Yeah, a lot of veteranship. And during that – when I was watching that game, I was, I was like – I just felt so confident in the Warriors to win that game in the second half – in the first, like at the beginning of the second half. You know, because at the first at the first and second quarter, you just see Memphis celebrating almost every bucket. But 
Golden State returns the returns the favor. They cut the lead, and the next thing you know, you can see the momentum shift all the way to to Golden State. And guess what? Third quarter is Golden State just so happens to be their signature quarter of being good. So I was yeah. like, yeah, come third quarter, you know, it's gonna take off. And then Draymond Green getting out. At first, you'll think, oh, that'll stunt, you know, like slow it down. No, they, they didn't. They still pulled it off, and it was it was a close game. I think the refs did make it more interesting than it should have been. But I, at the same time, you know, I was about to say, like, it was from the moment Clay missed the free throws to Jaw missing his layup. It was a good game. And um, I think, like you said, though, when it comes to the end, it's going to be that veteranship that's going to push the Warriors over. I don't know how fast the series is going to go. I know for a fact they're probably going to win both games at Oakland for the Warriors. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know how to really – I don't know if Memphis will pull off a game two or not is what I'm trying to say. That's probably their only win I could see them getting. Of yeah, I, feel like, I feel like they'll get one, but and maybe two. But, like, no, nah, I don't feel like they have much of a chance. Uh, so I agree with you on that. Um, you still feeling confident in your Miami Heat to win the finals pick? Yes, absolutely. Hero and Hero went off the last game, and that that is really reassuring. So, like I said, if those guys on the bench just keep doing their thing, if one guy every game just starts popping off for twenty or plus points, it's gonna work. So, and it's, I mean, it was the it was the Sixers without Embiid, but still, it's a that's part of the formula. That's a win. That's a win. So I hope, like I said, the Bucks. If they play the Bucks, that's the series I want to watch the most. Is Bucks Heat? In my opinion, that's the Heat. That's the series I'm waiting for. That I'm hoping the Heat can beat. So, yeah, no, yeah, I, uh, I still feel somewhat confident in my Phoenix pick, but I don't know. I kind of like after watching everything. I feel like if I switch my pick, I would probably switch it to the Warriors. As much as I hate to say that. But they, they just look really good. So. See, that's what I was saying when I was watching the game. I was like, God damn it. This is probably the one time – this is probably the one series I'm going to be cheering for the Warriors. <laughs> sure enough, I was I was rooting right there all the way through the drama, just keeping it – I was all in for a Warriors fanboy. I get because they beat you, but you'll learn. The Warriors – the Warriors are like the bat. They run the West. You got you got root against them. Memphis is the young up. Well, no, I I know they're. I know I hate them. Don't get me wrong. I do hate them, <laughs> but just it's like, it's still like they beat the way the way that series ended in Memphis with Memphis. You know, it's no, it's understandable. You definitely, you definitely, this I feel like this one is understandable for this series. I'm not rooting for them to advance after the series. Am I rooting for them to advance? No, but do I see them advancing? I can still see them going to the finals. Yeah. I would not be shocked at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. But anyway, so, um, all right. Any other NBA news you want to – anything in NBA else otherwise you want to hit on before we go into uh, post-draft uh, analysis with our brief full analysis? Yeah, I mean, uh, Cole, you might as well go ahead and take it off to the draft. I got not much to say. Um, the NBA, we covered a lot on the NBA right there. Yeah, we it's crazy how fast it, the playoffs are. Like, I just saw the promotion, like the commercial for the next game, the Q, Q on here in a little bit. So it's like, holy hell, it's so much going on here. So much to take. It's like a game every day. It's awesome. And what's next for the draft yeah. after the NFL draft? What we got? Everyone's going to have to show up to OTAs next, training camps. But we got to figure out. A couple more. We got free agencies, and everyone's going to get busted on 
you know, PEDs apparently. At, sorry, D Hop. See you in six weeks. See you in what? That's yeah. seven. Yikes. The Cardinals, I feel like, will be fine. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll start getting a lot more like predictions. NFL. Oh, the, um, the schedule comes out soon. Oh, there you go. See, look, that's going to be, oh, that's going to be a great, we got to hold on. We got to hold on to that one. That's yeah, classic. It's going to be a long this, episode that day. <laughs> will be our, our annual predictions. Oh, predictions. yeah. That's always fun, though. That's always so fun. Yeah. I love it, especially because you can just click through it so fast, really. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, they have the opponents out. I know they have the opponents out right now. Like, you can see who you're going to play. They just don't have the order. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, this is not something that is really into the episodes. You can cut this part out if you want, but – I don't remember, did, did we tell you about this? Me, John, and Sage were talking, and we were like, when they visited one weekend, this was like two months ago at this point or so, but and we were like, yo, like we should all like go to an NFL game next year, and like let's like try to plan it like a year out in advance because it, obviously that's a, a lot of coordinating and planning. But we were saying if the Colts and Steelers play, we should go to that game. And so we're going we're gonna to try to go to it once they release the schedule. So would you be down to possibly fly out or I don't know if you'd fly or drive or what? Uh, I know that's a lot of traveling, but would you be possibly open to coming to either Indianapolis or Pittsburgh? I think it's in Indianapolis. May 12th. So like. Okay. So if I were to go, if I were to go May 12th, wait, that, wait, what are you looking at? That's the schedule release. Yeah. That's the thing. They haven't, we know they're going to play, but we don't know when. So it could be like the beginning of the season, end of the season, anyway. Okay. So we'll know well. Well, regardless of wherever we, how are you guys getting there? Are you guys all just driving different vehicles? Probably like a road trip, maybe. But we'll be flying into one spot. I'll be. That's my best preference because I would rather fly and then someone just pick me up and we chill and then go and then you know you guys drive and I go back. Yeah, I figured either. You and John, because John would also probably fly. Um, y'all could either like fly or drive here first. Him drive, you fly. Or like if y'all want to just fly to Indy or somewhere along the way, and then me and Sage could just pick y'all up. Because since me and Sage are both here, we figured we'd probably drive. But I would honestly, I feel like that would make it more fun if everyone just came here first. That's and then what I'm down for the road trip. Indiana that would be so not cool. that bad. Indiana or Pittsburgh is not that bad of a road trip from Pittsburgh Harrisburg. Indianapolis is Indianapolis. I mean, that's like one it's a day. day of yeah, well, it's one day. I've done it before. That'd be fun. Yeah. So no, hell yeah, I, I'm definitely down. So that's on the docket. Um, to be determined when that will be. Yeah, to be determined. And I wrote that out. This out. But yeah, man, I'm in. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. And anyway. <laughs> that was good. That's that's how we doing the biz. Uh, so. Back to it. Uh, so, yeah, I was just going to do – I got some winners and losers from the draft, and then after that I figured we could do just some kind of hot hot take, hot or not, um, just kind of interesting prediction-type things for the NFL. So I don't know if – do you have uh, any winners or losers or anything uh, that you want to say about the draft before I go into mine, and we can then kind of just talk through it after that. Any big shocking reactions or the biggest surprise maybe, biggest thing that you took away from it? I mean, obviously, as a Minnesota fan, the biggest thing the biggest thing that I took out of it was trading in the division. Obviously, that was a huge question mark. Um, a lot of people, are you always see a lot of people in the media was like that was the big thing. Like, why 
trade in division, give your pack, like give the Packers a chance to get a receiver, give the Lions. I think we gave the Lions another good defensive player or the Packers another. I don't know, but yeah, you, I didn't the like Lions, it. you gave the Lions Jamison Williams. Yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah, we gave the Lions Jamison Williams. That's even worse than what I was thinking. Also, we gave the Packers a defensive player too, though. I do want to go back in and, and correct us here because from the live draft reaction, if I remembered, I think at the time we were like, yo, Minnesota kind of fleeced them because I don't think we, I don't know if we saw like the full details of the trade, but y'all did absolutely did not fleece them because yeah. it was 32 and 34, 32, 34 and 66 for 12 and 46. Like I thought they didn't get it. I didn't realize they got y'all second round pick back. So I thought that was just like, oh, they have no second round picks now. No, they, they still – so they essentially gave up 32, 34, and 66 to move, like, to move back to 46 and then go up 20 spots to get the receiver they wanted. So it was actually a great move by the Lions. I, I get it from the Vikings too because obviously I don't need a receiver, but it was not the fleecing that we thought it was. We didn't even use that 34 pick either. It's the worst part, you know. We gave it to the Packers. That's yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't even use it. Like, that's why I'm like, what is going – that's why I was like, what is going on here, you know. So a lot of question marks on, but I mean, they did draft. I mean, the people we drafted were good. So it's like, I'm not going to in the second round was, so I feel like that's a steal. Unless, I feel like he has some injury concerns, but I, I thought he would go in the first round. I was surprised he fell that far. Yeah. Andrew Booth. He's a, uh, I hope I'm hoping for the good, for good, good starts of the career, especially because he's going to have to learn with Pat. He's going to have to deal with old Patrick Peterson so that's going to be a little bit, and he's going to learn about liability pretty quick on that team. And I can see, I can see our corners getting, both our corners are very targetable. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch if he, so he'll, we'll find out if he's good or bad very fast. But yeah. now you have the more interesting pick. You have Kenny Pick, Kenny Pickett, right? That's what I'm saying, right? I'm trying to, Kenny Pickett, yeah. yeah, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, there you go. Obviously, how does it feel to say that name now? He's a stealer. I, I like it. I mean, I'm obviously very biased. I, and if you listen in the moment, I thought it was, I was so sure it was going to be Malik Willis. And that's who I wanted in the moment. But seeing how far all the other QBs dropped, and the more I've thought about it, I definitely, because Pickett was my favorite one during the year. And remember when we did the first QB rankings, I had him as my top one, as my number one. The reason I, because I liked him better than Willis, but the reason I came around to Willis was, was like, well, it's the upside and they have Mitch. So, like, that's the one part about it that I don't really like is because, like, Kenny Pickett's, like, he's going to be 24 years old when the year starts. Like, he needs to be out there. Like, his whole thing is that he's, like, the most pro-ready. So, like, th that's why I was saying advocating for Malik because, like, he can sit behind Mitch for a year. I was cool with Mitch for a year. But now, like, nah, you got to put Kenny Pickett out there. Um but I am hyped. The the, have you seen the video of him where Mike Tomlin called him? That alone made me like believe in it. No, have I have not. That? I have not okay. seen that. I'm send it to you right now as we're talking. <laughs> Watch it. It was so like seeing how hype Mike Tomlin was to pick Pickett uh, got me hyped. And the, like I said, the biggest thing about it is like it just ultimately comes down to like, do I trust him? Like, so um, do I trust the Steelers? I mean. Because, like, I want to Willis in the moment, but they had all the quarterbacks on the board. They could have had their pick of all of them. They scouted all of them a bunch, and Kenny Pickett is literally in their backyard, and they've seen him and know more about him than anyone. So, like, if you, uh, if you 
if you're not right about that and he can't play, like you might not know what you're doing when it comes to scouting because you've literally seen him for five years. You've shared a facility with him, but the energy about it was, was so cool. All right, hang on. I'm about to send you this, this video. And like, it's cool that like, it is so cool that he like, um, do you have t- Twitter? Uh, I do. Yes. I still use it. It's on. So if you put it in the group, I'll see it. It is back. It was Thursday night. It's, the, it's from Andrew Philipponius. He's like a Pittsburgh radio guy. So wait, it's already in the group. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll find it. Then if it's already in there, I'll find it. Cause then Gabe's going to say you're already sitting. Gabe's going to say something. Yeah. So it's back in there. So overall, like I buy it. Like I, I obviously doesn't have the highest ceiling, but I want to see him out there like ASAP. Mitch will probably start a couple games because that's just what teams do. But seeing how hyped Tomlin got, got me hyped. And I love the rest of our track. Pickens at 52. I love that. That's the guy I want to hear the most, honestly. That's the guy I want to hear. I was very hyped for that pick. He does have some uh, anger management concerns. Have you, I don't know if you've seen all the clips of him like fighting with people and fighting corners and stuff, but he's nasty. I thought he would go earlier than 52. I was stoked to, uh, to get him right there. Um, and it's funny. I actually went to go pick up, uh, like I was watching the second round. I was just chilling and Lexi was like drinking with her friends. Um, and so I went to go pick her up. I was like DDing for her. And so I had to leave like two picks before the Steelers made their second round pick. I was like, Oh dang. But I was like, okay, Kenny, uh, Pickens is who I would take. Like, that's who I wanted them to pick. And then I saw that it was there. So I love that pick the Marvin layout third round D lineman out of Texas A&M. I think it's a good pick. I like it just because like before the year, now maybe this is not a reason I should like it, but in the third round, I like it. So before the year, like going into the season, DeMarvin Leal was like projected to be like a top 10 pick, but then he had a bad year. And so he ended up being a third round pick, but I still, I feel like they can coach him up. He has athletic ability. And then they picked Calvin Austin, another receiver in the fourth round. Um, who's just like a tiny slot speed guy from Memphis, who I really like. And we'll talk about some of these other teams that I was surprised picked the players they picked instead of him. Um, so overall, I'm really happy with the draft. I'm still very concerned about the two places now I'm concerned about are tackle and corner. Um, our corners are okay. I feel better about that. And our tackles, they're at least young. So they should be another year better. Um, I believe that Dan Moore can eventually be something maybe. So I don't know. The, the line should what be slightly a casual name, Dan Moore. Very <laughs> but no, That's overall, name. sorry, I rambled on a little too long. No, you're that. good. <laughs> but, you get this, I asked for the in-depth breakdown. So yeah, overall, I'm I'm satisfied. I don't know what the ceiling is just because the AFC is so ridiculous now. But I still feel like we'll be in the playoff hunt and people are writing us off. People are like, y'all have no chance. You're still the fourth team in your division, their quarterbacks are all so much better. And like that's what Mike Tomlin lives for. Like, <laughs> he loves being like Mike Tomlin is gonna, I know Mike Tomlin's gonna have those dudes ready. So at the end of the day, they'll be in the hunt. I like it. So uh, my thing is, is the story still your defense this year, or are you still are you thinking it's gonna be all about your offense? Well, the defense is still better. It is a rookie quarterback or a Mitch in a new system, so it'll probably take time. But the offense should, in theory, be a lot better because the line is still the line. It should be better, and we have a much more mobile. And yes, we don't have corpse of Big Ben back there. playing they made the playoffs with big ben literally hobbling around and mostly being terrible except for a few moments so 
obviously they're going to lose some of like, obviously all the experience of like reading defenses and stuff that Ben had, but the mobility factor, which really makes up for, will also make the line better because one have to be as good because there's mobility and the, the skill, the offensive skill players are nuts. Like we have, I would think we have one of the best young skill player groups in the league because they're all like very young. It still says I have a time limit on this. We have a time limit on this Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's a first. What? That's dumb. Zoom might be really screwing us over. But anyways, we, you can just uh, – do you know how to, like, schedule another one while we're doing this one? Or I can schedule the next one if you want. I'll figure it out. Okay. But anyways, so, yeah, happy overall Steelers draft. We'll see what happens. Um, so, like I said, I wanted to go into uh, my winners and losers from the draft, and then we can talk about the teams uh, – and use it to talk about the draft, other teams. Any any questions or other teams you want to bring up, go for it. Anything you agree with, disagree with, obviously. Um, okay, so yeah. My, my two lists of five, and obviously it's tough to evaluate draft classes right after, but this is just based off how I felt about, like, the players and where they picked them, et cetera. So do you want to hear – I'll give you the option to, to quarterback this. You can kind of pitch it to me. Do you uh, – what do you want to hear first, the losers or the winners? Positive or negative? How do you want to start? Oh, start with the – give me the bad news first, like they always say. Okay. So my five losers. This, this one was a little harder because everyone's more positive after the draft, and I generally like a, a decent amount of these players. So there weren't a ton of teams that I felt like were big losers, and the fifth spot was kind of tough, but the top four I feel pretty – I did not like really their drafts. So I'm going to go in reverse order. So my fifth biggest loser, I went back and forth between them and the Packers. But ultimately, I liked the Packers players that they got better. So my fifth biggest loser, I have the Washington Commanders. Really? Wow. All right. All right. Wow. That was from uh, That was from You know, I saw it. <laughs> I don't. And again, it's I feel like a pretty big gap. There were really only four teams that I just felt like I don't really see like what you're doing with this draft. Um, and so I'll get to them, but the commanders, I, I like Jahan Dotson. He's a good receiver, but they overdrafted him at 16. I liked Burks better than him. I thought he was on like, and even Sky Moore was on the same level. Um, he's a good player and he'll probably be productive, but I don't like him nearly as much as all the guys that went right before him. I just felt like 16 was a little high. And then the rest of their draft, like they got Sam Howell in the fifth round, which is crazy that he fell to the fifth round. We had him as the first round pick. But other than that, like they got Fuldarian Mathis from Alabama in the second round D tackle who, who won't play much. Like didn't feel like they got any better on the back end. They picked a safety in the fourth round. Safety's still a big need. They picked a running back in the third. I mean, I like Dotson and that was a need, but the O-line is still kind of the same. And they lost – um What's the really good guard? Why can't I think of it? They already replaced him. Oh, I know. I predicted they would replace him. Went Jags. Why yeah. can I not think of his name? Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, overall, I, I felt like Jahan Dotson was 16, was a little high, but I still think he's a good player. And I just don't feel like they really got anyone else who's going to be a big contributor or in, like, an area of need. Sam Howe could be interesting if Wentz stinks it up, but I don't think he will. Um so yeah, the Commanders are my fifth team. I don't know if you have any uh, you have any objections or anything to that. Uh, no, no. I I guess you're doing a list, like I'm guessing by how badly they got screwed over. So 
I guess I'll just sit back and hear these out there before I say anything. So go ahead. Yeah. So, okay. So fifth, like I said, I didn't, I don't hate the commander's draft, but I don't really like as much as other teams. So these were the four teams that I really was just like, man, I do not like their drafts. So number four, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, obviously they traded away their first round pick for Hollywood Brown, which I believe that me and Christian all said in the moment, like, why would they do that? That's dumb. Like Hollywood Brown is good, but that's a little bit of overvalue. Like I definitely think the Ravens won that trade. Um, then their second round pick, they got Trey McBride, who's the best tight end in the draft. But I don't feel like they really need a tight end. They have Zach Ertz, Max Williams. But like I feel like they needed to get better, like in the defensive offensive lines. And they really didn't. They got an edge, two edges from San Diego State and Cincinnati, Cam Thomas and Maje Sanders, who I kind of like, but um, they're not great. Like, I don't really feel like they got any other, a lot of real contributors. McBride will get some snaps, but I don't feel like they, I just don't think they improved the areas they needed to. And I also just think the Hollywood Brown trading the 23rd pick for Hollywood Brown is a bad move. So that's why they're fourth on my list. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Especially, especially when you bring up all the weapons and stuff like that's understandable for me. Cause like they already, I thought the same thing. They already had a lot of weapons and getting Hollywood made sense, you know, but then you're going to go out and get more. It's like, how much do you really need type type question, especially with Zach Ertz. Like you said, that one was a, that one was a draft pick. I know Zach Ertz is a little bit up there in age, but he still put, he still put up numbers. You know, he was popping off when he was in Philly before he took him out of there, so. Yeah. You know, so Cardinals were fourth. I also just sent you the link for the new Zoom. I don't know why it's doing this with two now. But anyways, so my three biggest losers, number three, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had the number one draft. And that's a big part of the reason why I have them, because I do not get the Trayvon Walker thing. I know he's might make me look stupid, and he's very athletic. He has tons of potential. But you're so bad. You have to go with like a more proven commodity. I don't feel like you can afford to take that kind of a gamble with the first pick when you are as bad as Jacksonville's roster is. They obviously improved in free agency by spending way too much money. Um, Devin Lloyd, like he's a good player. I like Devin Lloyd. He's my favorite linebacker in the draft. They traded up to the back end of the first round to get him from Utah. Nothing against him, but I just felt like they let Miles Jack go. They could have just kept him. Um they got a center in the third round from Kentucky, Luke Fortner, who that's like really the only pick they did to help Trevor Lawrence. They got a fifth round running back, which they don't need. Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming. So I guess they try, kind of wanted to rebuild their linebacking core, but they let Miles Jack walk. Um, Devin Lloyd, like him, he's pretty good. But I felt like they should have just done more to help Trevor Lawrence, maybe another weapon or another lineman. They did get the center in the third round. Overall, I just don't love any of those picks or the fit in Jacksonville. And the number one pick I felt like was a reach. I feel like they should have gone with Hutchinson or even one of the tackles there. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like when I feel like a part of that Jacksonville take was because you just, like you said, we're surprised about that. It didn't live up to your first pick hype. Um, but also just like you were saying though, that if they lost miles, Jack, you saw how much they were paying this off season for those weapons to get Trevor Lawrence and everything. So they took, Right. A different approach this offseason of Miles Jack. I feel like that's why he had to walk. Yeah, you're right. They were just sides. You know, they went from the because they did try to beat defense. They had some pretty stout names. That's how they got in the playoffs that year, you know, was because of that defense. And now they just decide to change approaches, you know, which is what a lot of teams are doing. 
So I don't blame him. And you're right. Uh, Devin Lloyd's going to have a big shoe to fill because of miles. Jack wasn't a beast. He was a beast out there. So especially on that Jacksonville roster, the defense was out there for a long time. So we got to see miles Jack play for a while. I don't know if we're hopefully Devin Lloyd, he'll be good, but I like Devin Lloyd. I think yeah. I mean, like I said, the big shoes to fill. So I may be right. I may be a little pessimist. I may be being a little bit hard on the Jags to have them at three on this list, but I just felt like they could have done better, but maybe these guys will all be great. And who knows? The Jags might take a huge step forward next year. So, yeah, I raised questions on getting a third round offensive lineman just from, you know, no, I don't know how that will pan out. I'm usually you would like to see your offensive lineman a little bit higher, but Hey, that's not my, not my pick, you know? They had it. They accomplished their need. And that's what yeah. they're. Just see. Uh, before we. Oh, my connection is pretty bad. Uh, you mean before we do the top two, you want me to start the next meeting? Yeah. Real quick. All right, bet. Just join it. All right. I'll see you there. I'm so stupid. I almost hit end meeting instead of record. I was nice. Second away from doing it. Anyways. We're back uh, with the top two of my biggest losers from the draft after Zoom was dumb. Um, not sure what's going on with that. But anyways, so my number two biggest loser, and this is the one I'm going to spend the most time on because I was thinking about this when I was driving around at work today. My number two biggest loser, your buddies in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. Now, even though now they did not have a first-round pick, to be fair, and it's not as much about the players they took. It's about the players that didn't take. The Chicago Bears, man, have they, they have learned nothing. They have learned nothing from all their previous mistakes. They, they completely failed Justin Fields last year. And then in free agency and this draft, they do absolutely nothing to go out and get him any more support. He loses his best receiver. The, the Bears might have the worst receiving core in the league. The pack, it's the Bears and the Packers might have the two worst receiving cores in the league. If you look at the Bears receiving core, it is a mess. Like Justin Fields, man, they, did, they added almost no one to their line. They lost one of their best linemen to the Steelers. Like the Bears, man, like it's just like defense, defense. That's all defensive coach. Get some defense players. That's all they want to do. So they got Kyle. It's like I said, it's not about the player. I have nothing against the guys they took. I really I actually like Jaquan Brisker, their second bit of the second of their two second round picks pretty well. Safety Penn State. He's pretty nasty. Tyler Gordon, corner from Washington. Also, I think it could be good, and I get the secondary is important. But, man, it's got to all be about Justin Fields. You got to – when they made both those picks, both of those picks, they could have had Sky Moore, George Pickens, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, the kid the Colts took, um, Jalen Tolbert who fell, fell to the third round. The, I mean, they could have had so many other guys. And then the third round, they do pick a receiver, but they pick Valus Jones Jr. from Tennessee, who's going to be like, who's an older receiver, didn't really do much till his last year. And I know that's hypocritical because that's how Kenny Pickett was, but quarterback's different than receiver. <laughs> um, and I just like, nothing against the kid, but like, I feel like kid, I say kid, he's older than me. Nothing against the guy, but he, like, there were also, they could have had Tolbert there. There were better receivers in this draft available at both those slots that they should have picked to get Justin Fields a weapon. And they could have gotten also with one of these picks, they could have gotten Bernard Ryman who fell all the way to the third round, the tackle who I, I think should be, could be, a, will probably be a starting tackle for the Colts next year. Like they didn't go alignment. I feel like they should have gone lineman receiver. 
there on day two. And like I said, I like the two DBs they picked, but and I get that that's important, but man, they are hanging Justin Fields out to dry, man. They learned nothing from their mistakes. They did not learn a thing, even with all new people in charge. Yeah, like you were saying, man, uh, the Bears are just not known for doing the best things on draft day. I mean, they got Justin Fields. Everyone was like, thank goodness they finally did the right thing and got it, got probably the guy. But right away after we, he got him, we're like, all right, how, how are they going to mess this up? And then sure enough, one year later, literally one year later, here we are. <laughs> and that, their best receiver is Darnell Mooney. He's the guy. He's he is number one receiver. He's definitely receiver one over there. But outside of that, they got nothing. I, like <laughs> got. I feel like he's a two in a good receiving core, not a one. Like that. Yeah, there was top three receivers gonna be Mooney. There was top four guys gonna be Mooney, Equinemius St. Brown, who barely played on the Packers, um, Byron Pringle, who played a little bit on the Chiefs as like the fourth guy. And Bayless Jones, who I felt like there were much better receivers that they could have had in the draft than him. Could be wrong, but man, Colcom at the tight end, he's, he's kind of nice. Um, I like him. And Montgomery from ISU is obviously a stud running back. And their line is also a mess. So, yeah, man, I just feel like – and I'm so angry because I do really like Justin Fields. I do believe that he is very talented and can be really good in this league. But, man, they have not done a good job building around him so far. Yeah, that that was that's just that's rough. That, that's a great analysis, really. That's just rough to hear for him. Just to bring back into light what they've done to this free free agency, which was not much to help them. So and it's gonna feel even worse for them when I get to some of my winners too. But all right, I've spent. I'm taking too much time. I'm sorry. I'm rambling so much. Oh man, um, and keep going. I like it. Just giving me time to get my thoughts together as I'm going my too. Number, my number one loser. I don't think this is probably a huge surprise. But it's going to be the New England Patriots. I really don't understand what what they're doing. I never get their moves on draft day, but, man, I really do not like the moves they made. They picked Cole Strange, the guard from Chattanooga, in the first round after trading down when they could have had McDuffie and they need a corner because they let one walk. Um, so that – I feel like people thought he would be late second, early third round pick. They picked him in the first round. Um, and then in the second round, they picked receiver Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. Um, when there were, I, like I said, the three, three guys receivers went right after him were, uh, or now like, I guess two picks after him, the went Alec, uh, Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. I liked all three of those guys better than Thornton and combine that with the Patriots don't have a very good track record when it comes to drafting and developing wide receivers. Um, Throw that in there. I like Marcus Jones, their corner they got in the third round. But other than that, they got another corner. They got a running back. They have a billion of those. They picked Bailey Zappi, a QB in the fourth round for some reason. They could have had Sam Howell if they wanted a QB. So, yeah, man, I do not get the Patriots. I never get their draft moves, but this year it felt like – I mean, I got Mac Jones. Like, this year I feel like it was, it was not great. So they're my biggest loser. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely have the Patriots as my one of my losers as well. My only thing is when it comes to the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick. He I don't think that's so, as much as it used to. It's more worth a lot. Still. I know, but I'm just saying like his picks, it's just like they, they somehow pan out for themselves. You know, that's why they, they somehow usually pan out like the offensive line picks he usually hits on. 
That's true. So that guy, the Cole Strange one does is strange, no play on words, but it is, you know, off-putting because a lot of people, and we all saw videos of uh, McVeigh like going like, yeah, he was in our third round. Like he was like, he's our 140th pick or something. Yeah, and that's that's what everyone was thinking, but it's Belichick and, you know, he prioritizes other things that we don't. So and so I feel like that pick will work out, but everything else though, like you said, it was all confusing to me. Um, even though I'm big on getting the running backs high in the rounds, but the Patriots just do it so often. You just have to question it, you know, and then the fact that they don't develop receivers that well, and it's just like, and they got a quarterback when they don't need one, you know, it's like, why? It, like the when they got the quarterback, that was the real why, you know? Also, I feel like, so they were in the playoffs last year. They were obviously very good teams story before they got blasted by the Bills. I also the biggest reason, another one of the biggest reasons why they're also one is like the, every other team in their division and like almost across the AFC got better this offseason. And I feel like they got worse because they lost their best player, their lockdown number one corner. And their receiving core is still meh, to put it nicely. Like they, they didn't get any better. Like I have no reason to believe that Mac Jones will take it. I mean, I think it'll be better, but probably not by much. And I don't think it's going to like, they have seems to be way more hard. So they're my big solution. All right. So here's, I got my list of losers here. Any week um, on any I, missed? Um, you got a couple that you hit on. I agreed with the bears being a loser, the Patriots being a loser. And I also kind of lean towards the skins, but at the same time, I actually like the uh, getting the weapon. I like the Dotson pick. Commanders, Jalen. Huh? Is correct here. They're called the Commanders now. Oh, yes. Goodness. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. Sorry. That is just like my old throwback ways just kicking in there. Well, the Commanders. Nice. The Commanders, though, I do have them. I kind of like their pick, though, without, without the name the name change. Um, I did like their pick and everything. I thought that getting another weapon right next to Scary Terry, uh, I don't hate putting that. a little bit of confidence and Carson Wentz. But for me, like he said, not addressing that sheriff pick, you know, leaving that sheriff, like you need that offensive line. That's why I have them a little bit more towards my list now. But um, outside of that, that's the only ones I really agreed on. A couple of them, there's only a couple that I want to bring light to. All right. One of them being the Titans. I think the Titans should be a team that we need to put out as a loser after the draft. Why is that? Well, not only the Titans, but Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill lost his weapon, A.J. Brown. Um, they got the next – he's got the 50 expensive contract coming up, and I'm pretty sure uh, that's why they got Malik Willis, so they don't have to do that if this doesn't pan out. Um, I'm pretty sure Titan fans, they believe in him. And I, I can understand why he did really well without Derrick Henry, but without, without having that AJ Brown and we saw the defense start falling apart. I mean, they got nine sacks on Joe Burrow, but at the same time, they still lost. They still lost. So that says another thing about your defense as well. We've seen the defense struggle early. Um, I just think it's going to be a tough one for Ryan Tannehill this season, especially when you have Jacksonville making their upcoming uh matt ryan's joining your division i don't know how much that's going to change over in indy personally but um yeah that's that was my personal thought i think it just things got tougher over there for the titans and ryan Tannehill, no, especially if he's go ahead as you said i do agree with you that i do feel like they're going to take a step back and they're worse and i 
I guess I should have factored the AJ Brown thing into it more because I do feel like that's a huge loss. Like they drafted Burks with that pick. You hope he becomes AJ Brown, but I didn't hate the rest of their draft, but that's, so that's why I didn't put him on there. But I do agree with you that they will take a big step back. It's going to be tough. Right. So, and then speaking of continuing pretty much off of that AJ Brown trade, my other team, that's the biggest loser, is a team that wasn't affected, but their draft was, everyone was saying, was kind of already iffy, and that was the Cowboys. Everyone was already questioning the fact that they got their offensive lineman, one of the most highly penalized offensive linemen in the draft, and they got him to join their most penalized team. Um, but when you think about it, the Cowboys, they had an offseason where they didn't do much, and they just lost more than they gained, in my opinion. So it's like, okay, and you look around, this is why I like the Commanders a little bit more than the Cowboys. In my opinion, the Cowboys are my biggest loser right now. Them, them, Ryan Tannehill, honestly, I really feel bad for Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Like like he was literally the second thing I wrote. Like that was the second thing I wrote on the list was Ryan Tannehill. And then round pick though, he's raw. He's not going to push him this year. I know that's the thing, though. I'm just saying, like, we all know he's running this year, but we all know if this year doesn't work out, he's out the door. Sure. And it's not not likely another team's – well, yeah, it's not likely another team's going to give him another starting chance. I don't know. I wouldn't – I would not hope that my team would at least go out and get Ryan Tannehill to start. That. Yeah, I was about to say, he at that point, he'd be a backup, you know, or at least looking to be a backup. But – that's my opinion. Maybe things turn around. It's very early. The season hasn't even started. Season hasn't even started yet. Um, but, the, yeah, the Cowboys are right up there. And I have the Packers also just because they did tease Aaron Rodgers for the first round, didn't get him over the receiver, which I thought was funny. But have gone up. That's the big thing I would say with them is that they didn't use all their picks to go up and get someone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's all right. That they still did get their guy. Um, have a good history of drafting receivers in the mid-rounds. So, I mean, that's always a problem. But, like, they like it's a mid-round receiver, so it's going to take time for him to develop. I'm hoping that it's going to take time for me to develop. I'm saying for the Packers, I feel like all these things that they got, they replaced, like, they were trying to fill holes that weren't really – they didn't really do it that well. You know, like, they lost to Darius Smith. And you got the linebacker. He's going to be good. And I really do think the linebacker they drafted in the first round. Who was the first-round linebacker? Walker from Georgia. I got two Georgia yeah. in the first round. Yeah, I was about to say, the defense is going to be sweet, which is why I thought it was funny that they teased Aaron Rodgers. Because, like, like, they did lose pieces on defense, but they rebuilt it. But they're going to be rookies on defense. And you got rookies on the wide receiver, on the wide receiver line. But at the same time, it is Aaron Rodgers. That's why they're not too high on this biggest losers list. You know, there are like they're like number five. They're just there just for me to pretty much point a finger at them. You know, like, yeah, you guys did get these defensive players, but everyone's still going to be looking at these wide receivers in that wide receiver room. Yeah, it did get an improvement. This guy could be a splash, you know, but at the same time, I'm hoping it's going to take some time. And I, I'm that's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on it's going to take some time. No, I agree with that. They were sixth on my list uh, just because of that. They didn't go up and get a receiver and get, like, a guy who you know will be able to contribute right away. Watson has potential. I don't know how good he's going to be. They also got Romeo Dubs in the fourth. The only reason I didn't put him on there, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said, but I do I do just like the players that they drafted. Like, if you're – like, the, the why you put him in the losers because, obviously, 
They have Aaron Rodgers, and they're trying to win Super Bowl, so they need a legit receiver. Outside of that, if you take that side of it and just look at it from the players they got, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty good haul. I like Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Watson as a ceiling. They got a tackle from UCLA, Sean Ryan, who, I mean, they're good at developing linemen. And late third round, that's not a bad pick. Um, so I don't hate the, the players they got, which is why I didn't put them on. But I don't disagree. All right. All right. Should we well, get we... the winners? Yeah, who's our winners? Do you want to start or you want me to start? You got it. I don't have my winners yet. I'll try to be a be little honest. This time, because um, it is we are taking some time here. Sorry about that. So, uh-huh. you're good. All right. So my fifth biggest winner, I do want to put real quick honorable mention that I would have said six, the Seattle Seahawks. I did really like their draft, and I thought they tackle was a huge need. Getting Charles Cross was great, but I don't. Uh, they picked a running back in the second round, which I have no problem with, but they've just picked so many running backs that I'm like, why do they keep doing that? Anyways. So I, have I mean, to- they have to, they kind of have to have like as much skill. They have to load up on as much skill position as they can. So that's how I see it, especially if they're running with Drew Locke. So yeah. shooting for another running back, you know, can really help. Yeah. So anyways, they're my honorable mention. So my number five team, your other buddy in the AF- NFC North, the Detroit Lions. I, I feel like the Detroit Lions are very happy with how they came away. We talked about the trade already, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But they got, to me, the number one consensus, number one player in the draft, a great pass rusher in their backyard. Boom, makes the defense better. They got the guy who, before he was hurt, was the consensus number one receiver in the draft, like could have maybe gone in the top five. He didn't get injured. Assuming he comes back healthy, they got St. Brown last year. That's unlike the Bears, two dynamic weapons, and they got a star tight end, good running back, and a much better line. So, love. I, I mean, if Jamison Williams comes back and is healthy, I was stunned they gave up that. They were that aggressive to go up that high and get him, but I feel like it worked out, and they got Josh Pascal, edge rusher from Kentucky in the second round. Uh, so they'll be much better in the defensive front. It should be pretty a lot of improvement in their pass rush. I'm a little concerned still about their secondary. Um, I wish they would have gotten a corner earlier. They did get safety in the third round from Illinois. Don't know how good he'll be. Don't know that much about him, to be honest. But I'm, I think that day one alone, I mean, makes the Lions a winner. Like, I feel like they legitimately improved their roster and got more dynamic on both sides of the game. Yeah. I mean, they did improve their roster. Did they get anybody at the quarterback position? And my, is my question. I wouldn't. This wasn't the year to do it. I think do it next year. Like I wouldn't have. So that means, so that means this year we're just gonna be focusing a lot on the defense, like almost like how the Steelers are gonna be. I Their feel like so bad last year. Like they they just had so many. Like yes, golf is not the answer, but like they they also just had so many holes. Like I feel like in a draft like this, you had to just take. The could this year help them be the answer though? If they're one of your winners, do you think this this draft class could help Goff's day potentially? Maybe, but I mean, I feel like he'd have to win a lot of games for them to playoffs. Should be, I mean, and you never know, dudes might fall off, but it should be a better QB draft next year. And I feel like the Lions are building. I would rather you build up to where it's a great situation to draft a QB into. Unlike when they got Stafford and he was surrounded by crap for a decade. Like this time, just build the team up first with golf and then go up when you see the quarterback in the draft you like you can roll with golf until you find a guy i mean if you if there's not a guy you love next year maybe you roll with golf one more year depending on if he's not terrible so 
I think it's interesting. So far, they're following that road plan. I see uh, their GM. I feel like I really like his first two drafts. They had a great draft last year, pretty good draft this year. So seems like they have a good GM. Uh, okay. My number four biggest winner. I'll be interested to get your thoughts on this, but I think you will agree with me. The Atlanta Falcons, man, they got a haul. They got, and they are so bad, but they got a bunch of guys who are going to contribute young pieces on a, obviously a terrible rebuilding roster, but they got Drake London at eight, who's my favorite wide receiver. They desperately needed a receiver and they got one. So they'll have him and Pitts. So they at least have two nice weapons. In the second round, they had two picks. They got Arnold Abiquete, edge rusher, Penn State, who I thought could have gone into the first round, early second. A nice pass rusher. He'll day one starter on that terrible defense. And then late in the second round, they got Troy Anderson, who's a linebacker from Montana State and a former, I believe, quarterback or running back. He's like a big, freaky, athletic dude. He'll probably start right away on that terrible defense. So I feel like they got two, two nice starters on the defensive front and the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion. And then Desmond Ritter falls all the way to them in the third round, pick 74. You and I, he was your top court. You was your favorite quarterback. He was like second or third for me. Um, I, I like Ritter. And in the third round, um, you start Mariota a couple weeks maybe, and then like you're so bad anyway, might as well throw Ritter out there, see what he has. If he's not it, who cares? It's a third round pick and you can draft a guy in the first round next year. But if he is, I mean, you got him at insane value. And I do think he has some traits that like he could be, maybe he could be a steal. So I really, they also got an edge from Western Kentucky, but overall I really liked the Falcons ball. Yeah. Falcons are one of my top teams. Also the way it, and as a winner, like you said, I agree with that take. I think they're one, like I said, three, maybe I want to see what you have in this top three now, because they were my three coming into this. Cause like you said, the fact they got Desmond Ritter and then they got Kyle Pitts before last year, obviously, but you're adding on to that arsenal on offense. So Mariota will have some toys to play with the first couple of weeks. Like you said, he got Ritter in third round with high value. And that's crazy that they got all that defensive also like weapons that they added on. So like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be some time, obviously, especially yeah. like how you were mentioning the defense is going to take some time to repair, but for the offensive side of things, it's going to be fun to watch. Like, I, if they, especially whenever they throw Ritter in, that's when I'm going to be enjoying the game. Cause I feel like Ritter, like you said, he can bring, I feel like he might be able to bring something. But if he doesn't, like you say, it's only a third round pick and you can just go out there if the next year, like you said, the draft class is like that. Boom. You got your guy. You got, you can go ahead and have another quarterback. Yeah. At the point, like, that's the thing with like Willis Corral and Ritter. Like, in the third round, like, it's absolutely worth it at that point, like the risk-reward factor. Obviously, in the first round, if you think they're not that good, and, like, then it's a huge risk. But in the third round, if they're good, you're like, we just got a franchise quarterback if they develop and pan out. And if they're not, who cares? It's a third-round pick. <laughs> like, no one gets fired because they whiff on third-round picks. I mean, over time. But so, like, over time. I love their draft. And I think Ritter will probably start the second most games out of the rookie. I think Ritter, Pickett, and Corral will all start a decent number of games. They'll be the only ones that do, barring an injury. So, barring an injury. So, yeah. So, I, I thought you might agree with me on that. So, I'm glad you did. All right. My number three team, and two and three here pain me to say both of these. But my number three team was the Kansas City Chiefs, man. The Chiefs got a haul. The Chiefs, you will look back in like two, three years, and the Chiefs will have absolutely won that Tyree kill trade. 
They turn Tyreek Hill. Yes, none of these players are going to be as good as Tyreek Hill, but they got a bunch of contributors. They got Trent McDuffie, who's a number three corner. I was surprised he fell to 21. They need a corner desperately. Go up and get him. I like McDuffie a lot. Great pick. They get Karloff. This at 30. A lot of debate about him, but at one point was talked about as a top five pick at 30. If he pans out, that's a good pass rusher. Your defense immediately got better. And then they got Sky Moore to fall to them all the way at 54th, which I did not see. I did not think Sky Moore would be on the board that long. He's the perfect receiver to play that Tyreek Hill role. Not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but just as far as that kind of role in the offense, won't be as dynamic, but he'd still be a nice piece. Mahomes will make him work. I like Sky Moore a lot. I was surprised he went that long. Uh, and then Brian Cook, Cincinnati safety. They got Leo Chanel, that linebacker from Wisconsin, who's a beast in the third round that Gabe thought, said we should put in the first round. Um, so, like, they got a haul. I mean, all those dudes that I just named will contribute. I don't know if they'll all start, but they will all be rotational contributors. And they got Darian Kennard, a tackle from Kentucky, who I thought might go, like, round three-ish. He went in the fifth round. So I love the Chiefs draft. Very huge winner to me. Yeah, I mean, they like you said, they got the haul. I mean, it makes sense they took advantage of every – sounds like they took advantage of every single pick that they were given from that Miami Ty- Tyree Kill trade. An expert. Fine. That's really. <laughs> I was gonna say like they 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 did they did what they had to do. They added on. They're already a good roster. They filled the position. They were one of the teams that actually filled the positions that they needed. So. All right. So yeah, and my number two, and I don't, I'm gonna try to not spend as much time on this because we freaked out about them during draft night. But the Baltimore Ravens, man. As much as it hates for me to say it, they absolutely nailed this draft. Best safety, best center. The only two, like, consensus top players at their position, Hamilton and Linderbaum, both feel like all pros to me. They got Ojabo, who would have been a top 20, 25 pick if he didn't tear his Achilles. Ravens, they don't need him right now. They can afford to have him wait a year and be a beast. Got Travis Jones, D-tackle UConn in the third round. He was, like, the number three D-tackle on most people's boards. They thought he might go in late first. They got a tackle, Daniel Falele. They got a tight end from Iowa State that I like, Kohler. And they got a tight end from Coastal Carolina. They picked a punter, so they got like a billion tight ends now. Uh, the only reason I don't have them one is because as much as the Hollywood Brown trade was a great trade, they do have a pretty below average receiver room right now. And oh, it is five. blaring. So that's why I have them. Yeah. So that's the only reason why they're not number one, but they absolutely nailed that draft as much as it hurts me to say. I agree. They can't be number one because of the wide receiver room right now. They, they, can, they have like – we like while we were reacting, they can they can say all they want about Rashad Bateman being the number one now, but that's not enough, not at all. Like Bateman and Sneed, I think is all they got pretty much that comes to my head. I don't even know if they have Sneed anymore, and that wasn't even really a name to remember. I don't know how I did it personally. Um, but back to my point, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get the game back on to check the score, but. I was about to say, trying to score, check that Bucks game, Bucks Celtics. It was a blowout when my game was on. It was they were down by twenty. But yikes! Yeah, all right. So, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was gonna say one last note on the Ravens um, about the receiver. Rashad Bateman is their one right now. He would be the four on the Bengals. And probably the three in Pittsburgh, probably the two on the Browns because they really only have Amari Cooper, but still. So, yeah, the receiver room, only reason they're not number one. 
So I feel like that means we probably you're undervaluing Rashad Bateman a little bit. He's a good player. He's a good player. You have to remember who his quarterback is. We have to agree. Lamar is not the most accurate guy. He's not the most. He's not the most accurate quarterback in the league. Really good one, though. He is a great one, but he's not the most. Like, if we're comparing arms, he's not the best. Yeah. I do still think they'll probably make the playoffs because their defense is great. Oh, they're back. They should oh, be back. But We're going to talk about that some other time. We, anyway. we need to talk about them about another, about another time. So, number one. Number one. <laughs> I feel like we might have to have the same team here because you haven't mentioned them. Maybe not, but. My number one is the New York. Hey, wait, can I guess it? Oh, never mind. Oh, it muted out right on time. I don't know how, but my mic muted it out. I was going to guess. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the Vikings since I didn't say my team, but go ahead now. That's your guess for my number one? Yeah. No. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets. Yeah. And their GM, Joe Douglas, they, I don't know if they have the right coach or the right quarterback or – and they definitely don't have the right owner, but they seem like they've got the GM because, man, he had a great draft last year, um, and he had a, a great night, a great weekend. They got Sauce Gardner, who we both, everyone loves, insane corner. I think he'll be an all-pro. Um, now maybe the best player in the draft at four. Needed that. Boom. They get one of the top consensus top two, three receivers, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, position of need. Nice. They get a top of pass rusher by going back up to 26 and Jermaine Johnson, who some people thought might go in the top 10. I think I had him at like 13, 14 in my mock draft. Um, they get him at 26, another starter on defense. Then the second round, they get the best running back in the draft, Brees Hall, Brees the Beast from Iowa State. Go clones, go baby. He's going to be nasty. And then they got a tight end in the third round from Ohio State, that uh, late third round, who I think People said could be pretty good. He'll be a nice number two. They signed Uzama this season, and they got a tackle fourth round to get some depth there. So, yeah, man, the Jets got four starters uh, with their first four picks. We all feel like we'll be all pretty good prospects. Like, they nailed that draft. Zach Wilson, it's the opposite of the Bears. The Jets are – Zach Wilson now has everything he needs. Surprising. It's <laughs> got some pressure on him because he has a couple – not the best line, but some good linemen if Mekhi Becton comes back and is good. Um I feel like they added a guard, so I feel like they're decent enough on the interior. But, yeah, they're my number one. Sauce is nasty. Like, I feel like the Jets got a lot better. And Zach's in position. Is yeah, good. it's hard to say that, that the Jets, they they really did. They did it. They really, they went off. That's that's how to say it. They went off on this draft. Because I, I, especially with all the Debo Samuel noise going around, and they, they didn't even go into that trade. So it's like, okay, so what are the Jets really planning on? You know, and as I see the 10 minute marker coming up on the meeting, I hate that. I don't, I this has gone a little longer than I thought, so I don't know if we want to still do a hot or not. Up to you, I mean, if you're still down, I'm down for hot or not. I'll give you a quick one, but yeah, I'll be down for a quick one, but yeah, anyways, continue. Sorry, no, I mean, yeah, that's what I say. The Jets, though, they were they went off this, and like we were mentioning about how the Patriots were going down, like we thought they were trending down. Jets did everything to stop that and went there starting to trend really high. And I like the pick of Brees Hall and everything. So it's going to be a good, I think the Jets, it's, it's still tough because you're going to have the Bills and the Patriots. I make the playoffs, but I think they'll. And the Dolphins. Like they could legitimately get like seven, eight wins. Eight is probably out. It's going to be seven. 
it's just the AFC is just getting really competitive. Like that was a really good draft for them to stay, the stay competitive. That was the draft for them to help them stay competitive. In my opinion, if you think about it, Zach Wilson has, I mean, like I said, he has everything he needs. The line could still be better, but it's not terrible, much better than Justin Fields line. He now has a solid tight end, CJ Uzama from the Bengals, three Pretty nice, not amazing receiver, but he has Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Moore had a good rookie year last year from Ole Miss. Garrett Wilson, top 10 pick. And Corey Davis, you know, they probably overpaid for him, but he's still pretty good. Maybe not a one, but he's a good player. So weapons. And now he has two good running backs, one probable star, I think, Brees Hall, and then Michael Carter, UNC guy from fourth round last year, pretty good. So Zach has pieces around. Defense should be better. Still probably won't be very good, but should definitely be improved. So, yeah, man, I, I would be ecstatic if I was a Jets fan about that draft. I wouldn't be ecstatic about being a Jets fan, but I would be happy with the draft. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great draft. And the only key thing to take away is, though, you know, it's the Jets. <laughs> it's the Jets, like you said. That's the only key thing. Is it is the Jets. It's tough a division still, in my opinion. Um, great picks. Definitely a top winner in the draft, for sure especially with all the moves that they made. And then they actually, in my, in, I think in both our opinions, they both hit on those picks when they did trade up, like the, the pick made reasonable sense. So that, in my opinion, that's how you make a good draft day. You know, it's going to be interesting to hope that these picks in the future pay off. Hopefully. I mean, I think sauce Gardner, in my opinion, it's going to be the next – hopefully we're going to get the next Sauce Island. That's that's the thing that I, I'm predicting. We need that in today's NFL, and with all the receivers they have to play now, Tyree Kills to fall on digs twice a year. So, oh, yeah. That's draft. Anyways, that has been our NFL draft grades. Any team that I missed on your winners? almost forgot about that. Well, probably the Rams. <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I was about to say mostly because we haven't talked about the NFC West and their draft day, so that just shows that the Rams are probably going to have another good year, <laughs> and that's how I'm just putting it together. The Cardinals didn't get together. You have the Seahawks at number six, so the Rams and their motive of f them picks kind of paid off. I, I guess this time, you know, that's my response for the Rams. That's why I said the Rams. They're not an absolute winner, obviously. But I feel like they deserve a little bit of spotlight attention just because even though they didn't even draft anybody, the other teams in the division, they really do much with theirs. And they're pretty – they're sitting pretty comfy on their end. So, yeah. um, let's see. I know Denver had a great draft, in my opinion. Um, they went and drafted a nice offensive tight end. I was going to say uh, – I'm going to yeah. real quick if you want to read all right, I'm struggling over here. I'm, I'm on the edge of They're drafting a nice offensive tight end. They drafted, they go ahead and patch up the holes on defense, and they got an offensive lineman. So, in my opinion, that is what makes the Denver Broncos another team on my list from winners. Um, almost every team in the AFC West is a winner, though, at this point. I can't even really debate that. Um, man, really putting me on the spot here um nfc east i'm just going through the divisions um eagles oh my goodness how did the eagles not even get mentioned and during this whole entire thing um jordan davis being the fletcher cox now fletcher cox gets to teach jordan davis become to become the next 
defensive lineman. That's going to be insane. Um, I really enjoy. I really wanted that pick. I wanted Jordan Davis as myself for a lot of teams. Thought he would be a fun pick for the Ravens, and the Eagles swooped in to take him. Um, honestly, that was an insane pick. They got great weapons, as always. Um, adding AJ Brown now and really helps them out, putting a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, though showing that he's in the driver's seat for this season. So really surprised that Colby just completely ignored the Eagles on that. I- I thought um, about them on my list. I, they did have a very good draft as well. First round of this. Yeah, I was about to say, that Jordan Davis pick is pretty good. I was about to say, I think that one can't go wrong, like I was just mentioning. But He's your favorite player in the draft. So. That was my favorite player in the draft, yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Those are two, two definitely solid ones. I, I thought about the Eagles as well. They did have a good draft, so. We'll talk about the Eagles in some hot or not here. I probably only if we can just do like 10, 15 minutes most of this. So if you just want to kind of do you have to go soon? Probably. I mean, I just have to I want to do some other stuff before I go to bed just because I have to be up. Early. I was about to say, if so, we can push the hot or not for another time. It's chill. I was about to say this only has three minutes left in the meeting, so we have to start a new had, one. Had a few uh and I want to get you. We'll, we'll save the hot or not, I guess, if that's cool with you. Yeah, just write them down, man. I have like I have a whole list I of hot or not. I do feel bad, but, but yeah, I have to wake up like a lot earlier than normal tomorrow. So. I have. If we would have done hot or not, these are old too. These are like made before the draft. Oh, I had twenty five hot or nots ready huh. to go. So just a preview for the next episode. Hot or not, we'll be ready. I think that's just our next episode. It's just gonna be hot or not. I like that. We can do that. Um. I'll let you know if I can do any days later this week. If not, probably like Sunday. Or do you work during the day on Saturday? Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to say. What time can time, you do Saturday? I was going to say, I might have some time like during the day at some point. Not what sure time? Probably like, how early do you go in? Uh, I get off at, or I'll be back home around 2 o'clock here. My time? Yeah, no, my time. Oh, so, so right. four o'clock your time. Four o'clock my time. Maybe four o'clock, five o'clock. I could probably possibly do that window. I'll let you know. Uh, How about not- earlier than that? Any time in the weekday? Maybe, maybe one night this week. Uh, what what week would night would be best for you this week? Friday. I'm open on Friday night. Um. And I got, you can stop recording, by the way. (laughs) All right. How to not come out next time. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. Tune in next time.